0: Let's do this. Hey, 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 my beautiful friends. Okay, my voice sounds a little less smoker ish. So maybe we're making progress towards my voice again. Woo! But I'm so excited, you guys. We have our first guest on of the year. First oh, guest what? of season two. I know. I'm I know so yes, <laughs> girlfriend. Yes. And this amazing human, her name is Savannah. And she and I actually met because we were in the beach body coaching world together for a little bit. And mm-hmm. girlfriend is a mom of two. She has two cute, beautiful, amazing little girls. And you guys, during COVID, she decided to take life into her own hands. And she just decided, like, hey, I kind of have this passion. That I kind of, you know, want to pursue, and uh, she pursued it a little, and then decided, you know, I kind of like this like a lot, and she turned it into a business that's like booming and thriving and like <laughs> amazing right now. So I don't want to tell her whole story, but I wanted to bring her on today to share with us some of the things that she has learned as she's gone on this amazing journey. So, without further ado beautiful miss savannah welcome welcome thank you thank you thank you i am so thrilled to be here yeah girlfriend i like love you and have for (laughs) the longest time so tell us more
1: tell us more all about your story this is such a full circle moment for me because this whole change the trajectory like the first steps started with you when I was in Alaska and I my husband and I were up there with at the time we only had our oldest and I was teaching pre-k and kindergarten combo in this teeny teeny tiny village I mean Mm -hmm. only accessible by bush plane and we our population in the village was 250 people total. Yeah. Our graduating (laughs) class that year was two. We had a boy and a girl. (laughs) And I remember, I I don't remember. I think we connected on Facebook first. I don't think it was Instagram. I think it was Facebook.
0: Yeah, I
1: think. And it was like a mom group or something. And then we were friends. And then Bryn had talked a little bit about Beachbody. And when you were up there, in the arctic north our village was called ambler it is about 45 miles above the arctic circle in the dead of winter there's no sun and that january was the hardest january of my life the locals aren't super fond of outsiders and we were thousands of miles from home and it was super dark you wake up and it's dark you go to teach. I would go to school and teach. And it's dark. Your kids have to have recess indoors with you because it's dark and it's negative 20. And then you go home and my husband and I, it's always dark. And if you don't set alarms to eat, then you don't know when to eat and would have dinner at 4.30 because it was dark. And then seven o'clock would roll around and we go, oh, we need like second dinner because we're hungry again because we ate at Mm 4.30. And during this literal dark period of my life um Bryn introduced me to Beachbody and that's when I learned I could change my mindset mm. I could be a different person I wasn't stuck or stagnant in who I was I could grow I could flourish I could pick things up and run with them and i will forever be grateful to beach body which i love i still love the workouts i still love energized that's the only caffeine i like and um and it it, it brought me to personal development and mm-hmm. that was so huge in my life and when right before COVID happened um we had i had talked to bryn because she she's been my coach and I was in limbo because i I loved what Beach Body was. I loved what it brought people, but for it 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 wasn't the thing that sung in my soul. Like I loved helping people, but it wasn't the thing that sung in my soul. And right before the pandemic hit, I wanted to have a hobby that I could do to show my girls more than just a mom on her phone. Mm -hmm. or have something to do when we watched movies as a family. And I ordered an embroidery kit off of Amazon, which this is a plug. Don't buy embroidery kits from Amazon. They're ripped (laughs) off from the actual artists who make them. If you want a good, solid kit that comes with everything you need, go to Etsy. There are amazing artists who pour their heart and soul into their kits. Don't buy from Amazon.
0: it's not good Good I
1: didn't know that so I started with an Amazon kit and it turned out so good and there was just had you had any
0: experience before that or was it just like
1: I my mom found these two pieces that I completely forgot that I did when I was like 11 and she dropped them off at my house like a month ago and I was looking at them and I I have no recollection of actually stitching these, but my name is on them. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and I know, I know what happened. Um, I, I'm sure i sure I stitched it out. I am sure I hated it. And I thought I wasn't good enough. And then I let it go. And I literally did not think about it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, ever pictured myself as an artist. I never felt comfortable with that title. And here I am almost two years later and it is the thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah. Girlfriend, you're awesome. And I love, I love, it was so cool from my point of view to watch you like from this, you know, Alaskan village, you know, with your one cute baby. Now I'm pregnant. Now I have two cute babies. I'm a coach. I'm a VIP is that yeah because some people say VIP what no VIP kids technically VIP VIP kid yeah VIP (laughs) kid she was a teacher that way and just to like watch you go through all these seasons of like motherhood and this teaching job and that teaching job and now I'm going to coach and now I'm not going to coach and I'm not sure what to do but to like what you said exactly like it wasn't the thing that made my heart sing and as soon as you started this embroidery thing it was like so rad I mean I was just watching you on social media but it was so rad to watch your soul just come alive and like oh my gosh it was so cool to see that spark in your eye just really oh. ah, it was so exciting so it I mean, has been still there the craziest <laughs> experience <laughs> so cool okay so tell us more about like yes the whole learning so, journey
1: Um, the actual embroidery part and my mom to this day, she said, I don't know where you got the confidence to do it because I did the one kit and with that one kit completed, I went, Oh, I've got this. I can totally do this. I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, and I originally, I am so grateful for my close family, my close friends who nurtured me. And they paid me to do my beginning pieces. And looking back now, I can see the mistakes. I know where the mistakes are, but the thing about mistakes, which I want everybody to understand, is that the mistakes you make are going to be your best teacher. They are going to guide you, give you the experience that you need to further your skill. You have not failed. Your piece is not garbage. It is a learning step. And if you can hold on to that concept of the mistake is just a part of the learning process, you will find so much growth. And you will find a lot more confidence because you'll be able to see it as a parent, especially when your kid is learning something and like riding the bike for the first time and they go... Three pedals and then they crash. You don't get mad at your kid. You're not like, how could you? Like, you only made it like three feet. I can't believe that happened. You're like, you did so good. You went three feet. Let's get back on the bike and let's see if we can go four feet. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to look at yourself through the eyes of somebody who adores you and loves you because you are going to be your best cheerleader. I love my husband. He looks at my piece and he's like, yeah. That looks great. And that's about as much validation as I get from my husband. (laughs) He's like, it looks good to me. Like, he's like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Looks good. And so you need to be your own cheerleader because this process, wherever you are, embroidery in life, taking a class, learn, developing a new skill, developing a new hobby. It's the little steps. It's the mistakes and it's the little steps and they will compound everybody i i i appreciate and i'm grateful when people compliment my talent but i see it more as a skill that i've developed there are a few pieces in embroidery that i do have a natural affinity for to get technical there's a technique called thread painting and you mimic thread to look like like it's painted on and I'm really good at doing fur. Um, There are other aspects of embroidery that I still need to work on, like doing lettering. And um, it's just, it's taken me hours and hours. And if people could see the hours I've dumped in, they'll see it more as a developed skill than just talent. And that's something I've learned is, is the artists the entrepreneurs, the people who you think are these overnight successes, or they're just lucky in their area. It's not luck. It's not overnight success. You don't see the late nights. You don't see the early mornings. I mean, we see Bryn's early morning. She's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and, she knows. and you, you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. So before you say, you know, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I could never do that. You can you are 100% capable of doing it by believing in yourself first. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And that was actually the first episode of the year. I talked all about this concept of you will either succeed or you will quit. There's really nothing else, right? And Mm -hmm. if we look at failure as mistakes and learning and growing and I'm okay, pick myself up brush myself off. What can I learn from that? Okay, let's keep moving, right? And as long as we have air in our lungs <laughs> and we have the ability to move, there is still time to do oh, whatever yeah. it is that we want to do. And no matter what it is in life, you will succeed or you yep. will quit, right? Yep. And there's literally nothing else, even if it's, hey, I started learning the piano when I was seven years old and I totally quit okay, cool. But are you still alive? Do you still have breath in your lungs? Do you still want to learn the piano? Okay, cool. Then go take lessons. I don't care if you're 62, right? There's still time. Right. And I, I just, I love that concept. I love that idea. And I I still remember the first person, the first time that concept was introduced to me that I was like, yeah, that (laughs) is powerful. That is powerful. Right. So I love that so much. Okay, so wrapping into like the mom guilt side of things, I don't know if mom guilt is something you struggle with, but holy kazoli, it is something that I am <laughs> tackling every single day. So as a mom, like sometimes I, you know, I think about my mom life and whatever. And I like, okay, cool. Like I want to have these hobbies. I want to pursue this passion. I love this business. It helps me come to life. Blah, 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 blah. How do you work in like, Mom life and kids needs and all the things like do you work from home? Do you ha- get help? Like tell us all the things.
1: It is definitely a learning process. It's definitely a day to day. I for me it's an, it's an embroidery business. It's a hands on hobby. I am actually teaching my girls how to do it, and um Ava my oldest she is six she started embroidery with me when she was four it's something I want her to keep and do um embroidery is a very meditative methodical thing that you can do with your hands I have tried meditation that's one of the things I was like I'm quitting this (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to push through to get to the end of this but with embroidery it's a very your, your hands are busy and then you're free to think. Um, it helped me get through my grief of losing my grandpa the first year of COVID and let's see, 22 years, almost a year and a half ago, we lost him. Um, it was time for him to go, but it was still difficult. And I want them to see that embroidery is a healthy mental health coping mechanism. So I started teaching them and I am so amazed at the piece that Ava recently did. I, I traced the pattern for her, but then she stitched it and it's this beautiful blue horse and I am floored with what she did. Like mm-hmm. At six years old, this piece that she produced, I really want her to maintain this. If I had started when I was four, oh my goodness, I can't even, I can't even think of where I would be right now. If I had kept at it when I was 11, you know, mm-hmm. And so part of that that mom guilt, like am I taking away from my children? I had a huge struggle with myself because I am a teacher. Um, I, In my perfect world, I would homeschool my children and it would go great and they would learn everything that they would need. But for us at this time, and for Ava who is very social and she loves people, Um, We made the decision to put her into school. She um, goes to a charter school, which is kind of a mid-ground for us. And making that decision was really hard because I wanted to keep my children home. I want to keep them close to me. But I also want them to see what it looks like when their parent is following their passion. Um, I truly believe that the best way to lead your children is through example they pick up so much of who you are and what you do and then they internalize that and i am not a perfect parent <laughs> i i will never reach perfect perfect parenthood but Me i either. do <laughs> You like to think I know, right? Yeah. You could hit that bar every day. And that's why I love your podcast where it's, you know, give yourself grace because you will you'll have these seasons and and I've really noticed that lately with embroidery. I'll go through periods where I can stitch a lot, but then my house usually is the thing that falls off, is the ball that falls, and I can't keep up with it. Um so it's about juggling let yourself have rest. When you are in a productive mode, let yourself be productive without feeling guilty about it. When there is time to play with your children, then play with your kids. Like teach them that the best way to have balance is that it's an ebb and flow. You're not going to hold everything perfect. I love, I love getting up early, but I also love when my kids crawl into bed with me. And so I usually choose to sleep in with them because then I get to cuddle them. And in my head, it's like, okay, there's going to be a time when they're older and they won't be in my bed and I won't be able to cuddle them. And then I will be able to get up early in the morning and I'll be able to start my day, you know, at five in the morning, six in the morning, whatever it's going to be. And recently um, we've, I've, Ava has, wanted to help a lot more. So she unloads the dishes in the morning and now I have a good reason to load it at night and clean the dishes. And then our kitchen is clean every night. And honestly, in, in the six years of her life, it has never been that way because my husband works his own business on top of his regular job. And so usually the dishes fall to me. I enjoy doing them. But I told him, I said, look, we are both very busy and we have young children. We just have to accept we're in a, a messy stage of life. It is impossible to do everything we're doing and have a perfectly clean house. I and, and I told him, I said, there's going to be a time when our house will be cleaner. And it was like a switch, like a month ago, everything shifted and the girls are old enough to help and our house is the cleanest more consistently than it's been for their entire lives as they've been these little babies. And so it's just, for me, it's acknowledging there is ebb and flow and guilt will only eat you alive from inside. When you start feeling that guilt to to you apart, take a deep breath, ground yourself in the present moment and let it go.
0: I love that so much. And one of the things I actually was listening today to a new book I started, it's called Think Like a Monk. And I, I yeah, I've heard such good things about it, but I've never listened to it or read it before. But yeah, one of the very first things he talks about was that this 10-year-old was teaching a lesson to little five-year-olds. Yes,
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: and And he was like, Well, what, you know, what did you learn on your first day of school? The 10 year old is asking, you know, he's, I don't know how old he is, but he's probably in his like twenties at this point. He's at this 10 year old is asking this 20 year old, what did you learn on your first day of school? And he's like, well, probably like how to sit nicely and how to share and like probably some letters and numbers. Right. And, and so he asks, well, what are you teaching these cute little kids on their first day of monk school or whatever? And, and he says, I'm teaching them how to breathe. Mm -hmm. And because your breath is the one and only thing that will be with you for your whole life. The second you're born, you have to breathe, right? And your life situations, your family might leave you. They might pass away. They might move. You might live in another country or another state. You might lose everything you have in your physical possession. You might whatever, gain a lot that whatever the only thing in your life that you will have throughout your whole life is your breath. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that picks up when you're anxious or stressed or worried or angry, your breath changes, right? And so if we can really tune into our breath and pay attention to it and, and learn how to control our breath and to really breathe more effectively we can go through life with a much more peaceful and calming and like not necessarily like guilt-free anxiety-free stress-free but if we can just step up our awareness of that Mm -hmm. right oh my gosh and I've already just today like I listened to that like three hours ago and I'm already like I got mad at my kids for xyz whatever and I was like control your breathing and so I just like took a deep breath and I like immediately felt better right and so I love what you said about you know really guilt it comes from the inside and Mm -hmm. and if we can just breathe through those feelings and whatever it can it can help us immensely so
1: yes I love that I love it there is one thing I've been thinking about recently. Just to add on to that, um, the the thing your your passion is not meant to be difficult. Like the thing that you keep thinking about, that you're like, what if I just did this, or what if I started this, or what if this time I didn't quit, I didn't give up. There's a reason that thought is persistent in your brain and that's when you need to start taking the steps and just focus on what you can do today to get there it doesn't have to be big they don't have to be huge steps they don't have to be um these big goals I am a firm believer in slow and steady wins the race that has been my motto my whole life Mm -hmm. and my mom had to learn early on I was going to do it at my pace and she had to step back and let me do it on my own even though i am a lot slower and more methodical like i i didn't like i don't like feeling rushed i like doing it at my speed and so in my head when i want to focus for me it's embroidery it's like what can i do today for my business that will help me advance and it could be it could be as simple as i'm going to get a I'm going to finish a new design today or I'm going to stitch a small section today or I'm, you know, going to discuss with my friend who, you know, like what would be a good logo or how do I figure out my mission statement? You know, things like that. They don't have to be big and you'll know when when it, it just, the only way I can think to describe it is it sings in your soul. It is the thing that lights you up and it's not meant to be hard. If you feel like you are, just fighting against the grain, that is not what is going to light up your soul. Mm
0: -hmm. I, I love that so much. And I agree completely. Like one of the experiences that came to my mind was honestly like this podcast. It was just like a recurring thought, recurring thought, recurring thought. And random people kept like, hey, you should really start a podcast. And it was one of those like, what in the freak would I talk about? You know? And then the second I decided, like, okay, maybe I really will do it. Like, I went on a walk. I was doing seventy five hard at the time. I went on a walk. You know, I loved (laughs) it too. I went on a walk, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. You guys know this by now. I am a morning person, absolutely. And at my four o'clock in the morning walk, I literally, like my phone was out, my fingers were freezing, but I just had like this floodgate of like, literally, I think I've shared this before, but like 75 ideas or something like that of like, okay, you're gonna start a podcast. It's gonna be about mom guilt. And you can interview this person and this person and this person about this thing and this thing and this thing. You can talk about this and this and this and this. And I was like, whoa, you know, like, okay, all right. We got this, like, let's go, right? And it was so like, exciting and on that note i do want to share that like i a hundred million percent agree with everything savannah said about like it should light your soul on fire it should feel exciting it should feel so fun and it should be like yeah let's do this and there's also a flip side of it's not always going to be like that right (laughs) like there's (laughs) absolutely going to be those days it goes in waves that ebbs and flows concept again right that there are gonna be days where you're like, oh my word, like, why is this so difficult? Why is this taking so much of my energy or why am I procrastinating it so much or why is this whatever, whatever, whatever? And sometimes, honestly, you guys have heard me talk about it a million times. That's Satan, in my personal opinion, because if you are doing anything good that blesses the world, He doesn't like that, right? He wants you to binge Netflix and get stuck scrolling your phone and yell at your kids and have a dirty house and move nowhere and do nothing with your life, right? Like he loves to be miserable and he wants you to be miserable too, okay? So if you're ever doing anything positive to make yourself happy, he's going to show up on your freaking shoulder and try to keep you stuck and keep you small. But guess what? there's somebody else in your life who is more powerful than Satan and his name is Jesus. Okay. And our father in heaven. And when we really, really tune into them and tune into our spiritual side of what do I want to do? How can I bless other people? How can I be fulfilled? How can I be a more energetic mom so that I can show up with my kids and teach them hobbies and teach them things that I'm passionate about? And where can I find the time to fit this in? And can I stay up later? Can I wake up earlier? Can I do it on their nap or while they're at school or blah, 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 blah. Or can we sit next to each other and do it together and I'll teach it to them, right? And when we show up with that energy of like, no, this is what I feel called to do. This is what Heavenly Father has placed in my heart. This is what my savior wants me to do so that I can bless other people and be a joy and a light to the world. That's when- it does feel easy and that's mm-hmm. when it does feel fun and that's when it does like just bring us to life right but there mm-hmm. will always be that other side of like hey but no you're tired remember and like that netflix series is really good and like this fiction book it's okay. Says- just stay up
1: till 2am 3am yeah. and just you know binge the whole thing yeah, binge <laughs> it and then you can sleep
0: tomorrow like right and and whatever do it do it that way and so there is, you know, opposites, there is good and evil and all the things. So just know, like, if you have those hard days, you're normal. A
1: Hard day does not mean a hard life. Yep. It does not mean you're on the wrong path. Yep. Exactly. It just means
0: you're having a hard day. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then when you tune into that, but is this what I really want to do? Is this really Mm -hmm. what lights my soul on fire? Is this really what I feel compelled to? Is this really serving other people and helping other people and helping my future self and helping my kids now and in the future then, Mm -hmm. okay, keep pursuing it even on those hard days. Right. And one more thought that I had, um, since we keep like bringing up mornings and whatever. And I (laughs) love that Savannah said that about like, sometimes when my kids crawl into bed with me and you know what, there will be a season when they don't do that. And I think like to each and every mom out there. Cause that is honestly, it's the exact same thing for me, but it has to do with waking up. And that's one of the reasons I like to wake up every single morning, even Saturday and Sunday, because my son wakes up at five 45 in the morning. And that oh, is, so early. It is <laughs> so early. That is the reason I wake up between four 30 and five, because I need like a little bit of time to like, myself right and I I turn into a pumpkin at like 8 30 at night like let's just be very clear about that like you try (laughs) to have a conversation with me past 8 30 and I'm like right like no if you want to talk to me at four o'clock in the morning I'll be all ears and I'll be energized and running like but I I think it's honestly because I was in drill team when my brain was developing I started when I was like 15 (laughs) and I had to wake up very early to get there and so like mornings are just in me but um but my son wakes up at 5.45 and not every day, but a lot of days he'll go grab his gratitude journal and he'll sit oh, back I and that. Journal with me and I, I taught kindergarten, right? So I, he'll like, how do I spell this? You know, and I love that. Like, I love that stuff. And a lot of the times it's like our only one-on-one time before <laughs> his sisters wake up, before I have to potty train the baby, before I have to whatever, X, Y, Z, all the other things that everybody else asks of me, right? And so it's not always, yeah, I wake up at 4 30 and I have from 4 30 till 8 o'clock by myself. No, I have from like 4 30 till 5 45 by myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then I become mom and will you give me breakfast? Will you give me another breakfast? Will you give me another breakfast? And sometimes, I I, <laughs> yes. And sometimes I'm like, go back to bed. You're driving me crazy. But a lot of times, it's actually a really cool thing. So, like, to, Anyone out there who like, you know, what? I just really want my sleep and I like to snuggle my kids. That is beautiful and fine. And if you're like, no, I really need to wake up because that helps me be a better mom. And this is the season of life I'm in. Okay, girlfriend, you go for it. Like this is not a, this is not a one size fits all. Gotta do it our way or else you're fired situation, right? Like, you know, what lights your soul on fire and you know what you need more than anyone else knows. For you.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love that. The m- motherhood or being an artist, one quote I love, I don't know who said it, um, but it, it says, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And in our society, it is so easy, one, to only put on the good front on social media. So you're only seeing the good that people are sharing because most people have a really hard time sharing their vulnerabilities. And two, I, I am a slower paced person. Naturally. I like to eat slow. I like to move slow in the morning. I like to take my time and it's easy. And, and I love Bryn and I love her energy and we are very different. You know, she, Really loves getting that time in the morning. And I love that Holland does that. That is just the cutest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the only person you should ever compare yourself to is your past self. That's it. Don't compare your artistic skills to anybody else because nobody else has your ability. Nobody else has your life experience. Nobody else has the stories that you need to tell. And it's so easy and I think that is one reason why I found so much confidence in myself with embroidery is from my first project to my second project to my third project I could visually see my progress I could see where the mistakes were I could see where I had improved I knew what I needed to do next on my next project and there are amazing embroidery artists out there and I I, some of them are very good friends of mine now and our styles are so different and so unique and it's not who's better it's just our styles are different their skill levels are different they've stitched longer or they've dedicated more time into developing a certain um, style of embroidery and so it's never who is better and I think especially with social media, it's like, well, why haven't I hit a thousand followers yet? Or why haven't I hit 5,000 followers? Or why don't I have more people commenting? Why don't I have more people, you know, sharing my stuff and, you know, adoring what I do. And the, the thing you need to focus on is for me, creating embroidery brings me so much joy. Um, the, the reels that I make on Instagram bring me joy. The things I post on Instagram bring me joy. And I love going through my own feed. I love seeing where I was. I love seeing the things that I have done. I love watching the dinky little reels that I do because I make myself laugh. I enjoy my own sense of humor. (laughs) And I think that's really important is to focus on your joy. The algorithm will always change. It's always going to be up in the air. You're always going to get bogged down. So find Joy in what you create and only, only ever compare yourself to your past self because that, that's your benchmark. The bar is the bar that you set. It's not what anybody else sets. And so don't think that you have to be where anybody else is because you are on your own journey and where you're going is going to be completely different from everybody else in your life. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the journey.
0: hmm And I love that so much. And I just like (laughs) A A to the freaking men. And I also want to add to that. I have learned that sometimes personally, even comparing myself to myself can sometimes be dangerous because I'm comparing myself with three kids to Um, myself with zero kids, or I'm comparing myself with three kids to myself with one kid or whatever. Right. And I'm pregnant with my fourth and like, you know, life looks different today than it did five years ago. And so I think sometimes even like wiping that slate clean of like, okay, I am a new me now because I have one kid and last, like before I had zero, right? So the old me I'm comparing myself to is the second my kiddo was born or whatever. And then, okay, now I've got two kids. I am no longer comparing myself to the version of me with one kid anymore. Cause that's not, that's, I don't exist that way anymore, right? My heart grew, my heart changed, my family expanded. I am a completely new person. Okay. Same thing with, okay. Now, whatever I like, however many kids you have in your family, or maybe I assume you have kids or want kids, or you wouldn't really be listening to this podcast. Right. But that is one of the things that for me, and really it manifested itself in my postpartum journey, because I was like, I just had this aha moment. You know, when you like have one of those thoughts, that's like way too smart to be your own. But it was totally one of those, like with my second kid, I was absolutely comparing my postpartum journey to my first kid, but I was two years older. Right. I had two kids now instead of one. And instead of like being so like, all right, let's do this. I've never done this before. Let's just see how far I can go. I was very much like, oh my gosh, last time I, last time I, right. And, but the first time I was very much like, I don't know. I've never had a kid before. I don't know what my body can look like post children. Let's just see. I'm just going to do what I know and I'll see. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the second time I like compared myself to myself with one kid. But then the third time I was on my postpartum journey, I very much was like, I've never had three kids before I've I'm two years older now than I even was then right now I'm four years older than I was when I had my first kid I've never had three kids before I've never been this old when I was trying to lose weight before I'm going through things in my life right now that I wasn't going through four years ago right so Bryn today now here with three kids with my life situation how far can I go? And not asking how long is it going to take, right? But just how far can I go? Mm -hmm. And how fun can I make it, right? And so, yes, just all the yes to compare yourself only to yourself and also being careful to compare yourself to yourself in the season of life you're in right now, not 10 years ago or five years ago. No, because that's so not relevant. Yep, yep. Cause we change, right? <laughs>
1: Life changes. That's the good thing. We are capable of change.
0: Yes, we are, for better and for worse, right? But hopefully, we're on that upward trajectory. <laughs> I love
1: like it like this. But hopefully, you know, yeah. still getting to
0: the top. <laughs> yes, as long as it's the trajectory is upward, right? We can ebb and flow. I love it. I love exactly. this. Exactly. So good. Okay. Well. Where can we find you on social media? I know where to find you, but I'm sure all the people <laughs> listening are
1: like, I want to go see her stuff. I want to go watch her funny reels. <laughs> yes. So you can find me. My main spot is Instagram. That is where I'm most comfortable. And my handle is Sunny Side Stitch Co. C O, Sunny Side Stitch Co. And it's, I, I love that spot. I love that my little corner of the internet and embroidery is a very slow art medium. So I give myself grace and I don't pressure myself to produce a ridiculous amount of art. I've got one piece right now that I've been working on for a year. Um, it's uh, it's an 18 inch, 18 1 8. Some people are like, no, you mean eight inches? Or I was like, no, 18. It's this massive. Um, Starry Night, Van Gogh hoop, and it's beautiful, and it's taking me forever, and that's okay. But come check that out. Um, and I am an admin. If you if you want to see a bunch of different um, embroidery artists, I am an admin in a group called Art of Embroidery on Facebook, and. You don't have to know anything about embroidery, but you can come. You can look if you're interested. It is a wonderful group. Um, we, I wish I had this group when I was a beginner because we love beginners. We love all of the questions. We love supporting other embroidery artists. So If you're curious about what it is and you want to see other artists, come to our Facebook group, Art of Embroidery, or you can just check me out personally on my um, Instagram, which is Sunny Side Stitch Co. I love that.
0: I love it. Okay. Well, and seriously, mama, you're amazing. You're amazing. Okay. So before we close it out, any like final parting words of wisdom that you want to leave us with?
1: Start small, focus on small achievable steps and PD, listen, read personal development podcasts, which if you're here listening, you're probably already on the PD train, but I'm. Knowing I can read this book, my I have a handful of sisters who think it's just like, ooh, and I was like, no, really, read these books. There's gold inside of these books. You will, even if you find one thing in each book, and if you apply it to your life, the growth you can achieve from personal development is just, it's ridiculous, you guys. Go read PD,
0: mm-hmm. Personal mm-hmm. Development. Mhm amen and like like i shared on here right i don't think there's a single episode that i have that i don't reference at least one book right if not like 12 right and yes. so i think it's totally one of those like if i weren't reading books i think i would legit run out of things to share because <laughs> my brain's not quite that awesome i got to keep learning so that i could keep sharing and keep yes. teaching right so none of us are above learning and growing and reading, right? Yeah. So I love that so much. And amen to that. So your yay!
1: education does not end with a degree.
0: Amen. Oh amen. <laughs> I think it starts <laughs> with a degree. Right? I starts there. Oh, so thank good.
1: Thank you so much, Bryn.
0: Yeah, of course. And my friends who are still listening, thank you for hanging out with us. My final words for you today, seriously, you guys, is Really to just follow those tugs on your heart. When you have something that is just that recurring thought that you just really feel like you need to pursue this, it would light your soul on fire, whatever, X, Y, Z, it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. Follow that, explore it, try it out. And you know what? That's the cool thing about life. We can absolutely try something. And if it doesn't work out, then guess what? Congratulations. Now, you know, right now, you know, that that was not the right thing. And I just, I've shared this before, but I just feel inspired that I need to share this one more time. But there's a story that, um, elder Jeffrey R. Holland, it it was either him or his son, Matt shared in a conference talk somewhere, spiritual devotional somewhere. Right. But they were on a road together, Jeffrey and Matt jeffrey's the dad and they were driving down the road and they come to a fork in the road and they both feel very prompted that they need to go left on this fork okay so they do they go left and like five minutes later they come to a dead end turn around go back go the other way in their car right and matt the son turns to his dad and is like dad like (laughs) Why in the heck did we both feel so inspired to go left when all we reached was a dead end? And dad being, you know, amazing, wise person he is said, well, son, I think it's because if we had gone right, we maybe would have doubted ourselves and wondered if we were on the right path. Maybe after 10 or 15 minutes, we would have turned around, came back, gone the other way, just to hit a dead end, end, turn around, retrace our steps and go back down the path we were already on. I think we needed to know that that was a dead end so that we could go on this road with full confidence knowing we are on the right path, right? And I love that. I love that so much, right? And when we can apply that to our lives, if you feel like so prompted or so inspired to go try out this thing, just to find out, I hated that. Actually, it was not for me at all. Cool. Take that as wisdom. Take that as like, okay, now I know that this is not for me. And now I'm going to turn around and I'm going to pursue this other thing that's on my heart with everything I've got. Cause this other thing isn't tugging at me anymore. Cause I already know that was a dead end. Right.
1: Well, there could be a lesson in there that you needed. Like I, I loved my time with Beachbody Mm -hmm. and Beachbody led me to personal development and yeah. where would I have been without personal development so sometimes you've got the twists and the turns and the dead ends to find where you need to be and that's and okay people
0: that you needed to meet right because exactly. if you had never been one of my customers or whatever I don't know that I ever would have like you know really <laughs> taken done the done time the yeah I mean we probably would have stayed Facebook friends but like actually being coaches together and having you over at my house and like talking regularly, like it, it helped us connect on a much deeper level than if you were just one of my Facebook friends, right? Like, so sometimes you meet people that you needed to meet. Sometimes you learn things you needed to learn, and then you can switch gears, switch paths and go forward. And it's all good. And it's all good. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. All right, my friends. Well, thank you for listening today. Listen to those tugs on your heart and we'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.